This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Julia Jacobs. They All Die at the End is described as a show that combines poetic text, dialogue, music and movement to explore painful realities but also joy-filled spaces. So the device production presents a world where brown men can be who they want to be and say what they want to say. So today on the show, I'm going to find out more about this quote-unquote brown boy Fantasia uh, from Dinesha Katigesu. He's the director of the play and Ian Skatu. He is the on- he's an ensemble member and a actor also going to be featured in the play. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you today? Thank you for having us. Amazing. Amazing. We're amazing. I'm amazing. (laughs) Lovely, lovely to have you both uh, in the studio with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. So, you know, when I was telling my colleagues about the title of the play, all of them looked at me and said, oh, spoiler alert, huh? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there is a lot uh, that's going to be explored here, of course. And so I was reading in your press material that the play initially began, uh, again, I'm quoting here, as a curiosity about ancestry and heritage. Talk to me about how you guys came to work together on this. What sparked the idea for the show? Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think for me, it really did begin as a curiosity of ancestry. I was very curious about the smaller things, right? Why why did my ancestors leave India? Why are they here? What was that choice? Especially when you take into account things like indenture and sometimes not necessarily having the choice to come here or being hoodwinked, for lack of a better word, to be cut to be brought here. Uh, I think that's where it started. But I think when then when I casted this group of actors, it became a very real, uh, very present conversation about what it is to actually be in this time, mm-hmm. right? So it became less about the past. The past became just like this ghost that's always around, but mm-hmm. it became really about the present, about what it is to be Malaysian Indian men in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this was basically your brainchild then? Um, it started as my brainchild, okay. but I think because it's a devised production, sure. uh, it really is the stories of myself and my actors. They've each brought pieces of themselves to the to the story, to the writing, to all of those things. Okay. And for you, Ian, you know, t- maybe you can talk to me a little bit about why you wanted to be a part of this, uh, you know, before we talk about the themes that are explored in the play. Sure. Um, I think when I first saw the audition call, I was very intrigued by this um, by the title first, they all die at the end, right? And the same thing that like you said, like, you know, it, do they all die at the end? <laughs> do, uh, Is this but, a spoiler but, alert? But or? it's theatre, so... Maybe not. I don't know, right? Um, But I think what uh, kind of attracted me is that whole uh, question of identity and love and family and leaving and staying and coming and going and all that, right? And it being um, an all-brown Indian cast, right? I always struggle with my identity. Like, who am I? Where do I come from? Because I'm basically Roja, right? I'm like, father's Indian mixed with Eurasian mixed. and So it's mixed everywhere. And so I don't have like a, a... culture per se right so the whole entire process for me and why I wanted and even now in the whole entire process has been a very cathartic experience for me to find out how do I feel about my identity and what is my identity right mm-hmm. so the whole thing about questioning really kind of like gave me a new experience as to who I am, basically. Mm-hmm. Has there been a lot of, um, I guess, you know, self-exploration happening? Have you discovered new things about yourselves oh, as well through this? Yeah, a lot. I mean, even now, um, we're like a week away from the show. Mm-hmm. We're still exploring new things uh, about ourselves. And some one one of the things um, I did actually, um, actually, we all did in the in the rehearsals is to find out where our ancestors came from. Mm. And I found that particularly interesting because I have a cousin who knows all these things. And when I heard the stories, my mind was just like, (laughs) what? 
really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that the whole understanding of my roots versus you know who I am now, where I am today, really is is very mind blowing. And I feel like in this whole entire process, I've changed. <laughs> Wow. Thanks to Dinesha. Okay. And Dinesha, same for you? You know, have you found out more about yourself? Have you discovered new things about yourself or your family? Anything like that? Uh, Not necessarily family. I think uh, just generally random questions asked to older relatives has revealed things for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of it doesn't necessarily show up in the show, interestingly. But it's one of those things that... Because we know this information now, it adds a layer to everything that we're doing. Okay. You know, so not necessarily discovered anything about myself, uh, but I think as a as an artist, I have realized that there is something really special about being in a room with fellow brown artists. Okay. And what that opens up and what that allows us to create from there. Okay. And can we talk a little bit about some of the themes? And I'm and you know I'm guessing the very huge themes that are explored in the play. Yes. Uh, so we talk about everything from difficult conversations with parents to the, I guess, the bigger societal things, right? Uh, intergenerational trauma. We talk about what it is growing up. We talk about um, what it is to be stopped by the police. Mm. Um, all of these heavier things do show up in the show just because we can't ignore it, yeah. you know? Just just the sheer fact of having five brown men together with one brown director just made it like, okay, we clearly need to talk about some of these things. And even the, the things like, I mentioned police roadblock. That actually happened to us. There, yeah. All of you. Yes. Yeah, we were in After rehearsal. rehearsal. Yeah, we were oh, in rehearsal one oh, day. Okay. And all of us just, we wanted to go and have lunch. Okay. And we were driving and then, well, it started with someone saying, um, five Indian men in the car, what are the odds? And... Yeah, we got stopped. We got stopped. I didn't have my IC that day of all days. And my Rotex had had expired, but it was renewed. But, you know, there was an app, right? Yes, yes, But I didn't have that app. So it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing that... Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna know what the experience was like, come and watch the show because, yeah, okay. yeah. So oh, the moment so it happened, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the moment it happened, it was like, oh, okay, I guess this has to now go in the show. Yeah. It's shared experience, right? It yeah. just so happened, and I think it was also us reflecting on the day as we sort of noticed who the five of us were in the car, and then we were noticing which other cars were being stopped. Mm. Then it was even things like the police officer asking us uh, to give to hand over our IC or passport. Yeah. Passport. Yes. yes. You know, that specific question wow. just really like we really had to like I think we, we all went we all went for banana leaf, typical yeah. um <laughs> post rehearsal. <laughs> uh, we're at banana leaf post this entire encounter happening and I think for the first 15-20 minutes we were just silent. Okay, just imagine. processing just what, and we were yeah. all processing in different ways because everyone has obviously been stopped by the police before but to I mean, be you say obviously but you know no lah that's not a common thing but, but for, I think for, for the five of us for you, right? in the yeah. car well, we've all been stopped in yeah. some capacity okay. right uh, either maybe a mistake or something like that but to have it actually happen to you know to five of us and I th- really 20 minutes complete yeah. silence we were just yeah. eating and, mm-hmm. and just processing in our own ways processing how we were feeling uh, and then Ian went back and wrote a piece about it, and we're like, to, okay, this I is going to process in the show. my feelings through writing. I was like, I'm just gonna write this. I'm yeah. gonna send this, yeah, and it's yeah. in the show. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Never mind. I won't ask you about that. We must come to the play and, and, <laughs> and, and, and find out more about that. So, so those are some of the themes, I guess. You know, yeah. just being a, a, an Indian male in in Malaysia. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. all right. And mm. and not just, you know, the public perception, but also the, as you mentioned, like intergenerational trauma, families, uh, I guess, uh, gender, identity, all of that. Yes, all of that shows up. Okay. Uh, but I think it is important to mention that it shows up through the lenses of myself okay. and my five actors, Okay. right? Because I think there are definitely facets of this identity that we cannot cover that we do not have the capacity to cover, mm. uh, that do, are not part of our experiences. And so we've, we've sort of tried to channel it through our POV and our lenses. Uh, and my belief is that by making it extremely personal to ourselves, we are hoping to create something that's a bit more open and other people can also access. Okay. Would I be right in saying that you're trying to seek to portray uh, a whole spectrum of experiences, right? And, and, and that kind of, you know, running counter to the... I don't know if I can say this, but the frequent codification of, you know, what it, you know, brown Indian Malaysian boys, quote unquote, right? Which just, you know, sometimes described as being something quite monolithic. Yeah. 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 So we are trying to capture as many nuances and variations to it as possible. Uh, but like I said, we're not going to be able to do all. Yeah, because yeah, if course. we do all, yeah. the show run for a month. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it'll be like a long one. We'll have to have intermission. Everybody go for toilet break and then come, come back. back. And yeah, dinner yeah. and then supper. And, and, and yeah. supper. Okay. Yeah, so we've tried to sort of keep it as tight as possible as a show. Okay. Uh, yeah. And talk to me about the show. So how does it, is it like, uh, is there like a narrative, one singular narrative? And, you know, how does it play out? Or is it different vignettes? Yeah. yeah it's, it's different vignettes. Uh, you go through different scenes and different scenarios and different experiences. Some of them are presented as movement pieces. Some of them are presented through different forms of multimedia. Some of them are dialogue sequences. Some of them are monologue sequences. Uh, so you get like a variety. Mm. Some of them music leads the way. Some of them projection leads the way. So you get uh, what I'm hoping as a director, I think, for audiences to sort of get like a, a multi-sensory experience. You get it from different senses being awakened and as you witness it. Okay. And, you know, for both of you, actually, what were some of the challenges in uh, adapting these sort of real life experiences uh, uh, on the stage? Yeah, for the stage. I think it was pulling from personal experiences because there is a reason why it's buried deep under there, right? Mm. So pulling it out after so, so many years of basically being alive was very difficult. Um, but also very, like I said, cathartic in in a sense, right? Because I, I wanna I wanna like put this out on stage because I wanna tell my story. Um, but I think one of the most difficult things, or the, I, I would say the easiest thing actually was to lean into the comedy of it. Mm. But with the subject matter that we're 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 telling, right? We cannot always lean into the comedy because it kind of like min minimizes what we feel. Mm -hmm. So I think that which made that a little bit more difficult to how do we not lean into the comedy, uh, but lean into the the seriousness of what we're talking about. Okay. For our audiences to kind of feel what we feel and kind of get a glimpse of our experiences and our journey thus far. Okay. All right. And for you, Dinesha, you know, um, how has it been for you? I guess, you know, what was your vision of how the stories would actually be staged? You know, how were you going to take that and, yeah, present that to the world? Um, I think the vision has changed so much over the past couple of months. Okay. Uh, because I think, um, like, similar, like, in the press release, I think a lot of the initial curiosities were in the past. Yeah. You know, and I think then when I casted this group of amazing actors, um, and, you know, diving into their own personal histories, their own curiosities. I kind of had to also take a moment and go, 
oh, not all of my actors seem to be as fascinated by the past, <laughs> okay. right? Some of them are much more fascinated with the present. Some of them are much more fascinated with the imagination and the fantastical. So then sort of the, the vision as a director needs to also morph a little, right? To accommodate these different truths. Uh, and so I think it's been difficult in choosing what stays in the show. Because mm-hmm. we have so much, like if, if you're on, someone looks at our Google Drive of material made, <laughs> it's ridiculous. We have so many things. So and so sometimes having to have that conversation with my actor and going, I'm so sorry, Ian, I'm pulling this piece out of the show. Yes, it has happened. Yeah, poor thing has gone through a few times of that where I'd be like, Ian, I'm sorry, it doesn't fit in this show. Okay. Right? In this variation, maybe a sequel, but in this var- <laughs> variation of the show, it, um, it doesn't fit fit and so then that vision and I think I use the word brown boy Fantasia very deliberately because to me this show is um, sort of like my Fantasia what could brown boys be what mm. could my growing up have been what could what would what would artistry and storytelling look like from the POV of my younger self for example mm-hmm. right and using that as a way to frame the show when you say could have been you mean as opposed to what i mean what would have made that change or what what is it that you're comparing it to that it would have made it different uh referring to uh you said i look at what my childhood could have been mm. oh right yeah so um i think the the could have been is things like trauma oh, i see right? okay all right right when when things happen to you when you're growing up um how does that form you, shape you, and make you who you are? And how do we then subsequently break those chains? How do we break those trauma, tra- those traumatic patterns, those those uh, spaces of... And I use the word abuse <laughs> quite... Um, I want to use, say, liberally. Abuse with a small A, not a capital A. Okay. Uh, because I think there is a lot of things that happen within the Brown family that we would never categorize as abuse, that we would never categorize as traumatic. And yet those are formative moments Mm. in so many of our lives. Mm. We've all had our parents raise their hands against us at some point. Most of us, most of us, Juliet's saying, no, no, not her. Uh, But but a lot of people had parents who would have, and and that was a form of disciplining and that was a form of love, right? And in this show, we we question that a little. Like, you know, if, if all parents did that, what if a parent chooses not to do that? Mm. What if they choose to have a different way of raising their child? What happens to that cycle then? Yeah. What changes within that cycle? So that's where the imagination comes in, right? Okay. We play in that realm a little of what could have been. Okay. I want to say the only reason nobody raised their hand to me is because I was the youngest and I got away with ah, stuff, right? Yeah, younger child but youngest child, I'm the eldest yeah, yeah. cannot relate. There you go. So, <laughs> like my elder siblings did get it, right? Get it, quote unquote. And so very different, right? I guess you know. Also, people learn from that. And I would never raise my hands to my kids because I don't. Right. Yeah, all right. And it's quite traumatic. Okay. We've spoken about, well, Ian obviously is here, but talk to me a little bit about some of the other, uh, your other actors. Mm, okay, so um, this is ensemble of brown men is actually very fascinating because uh, from a casting perspective or a theatre directing perspective, this ensemble actually makes zero sense together. Right? <laughs> okay. I think we've, we've had yeah. conversations about it. Like, there is no reason why this five should work, you know, because they come from such varied experiences. Uh, Ian obviously has done device theatre before. He's been acting in Malaysian theatre for quite some time now. Um, and then we also have someone like Siddharth Jodev who comes from Penang, right? So a lot of his initial acting experiences was in Penang. He then came here, did a lot of work in KL Pak. We also have uh, Karti, Karti Gason, whose background is more in commercial, okay. right? He's the face of, I always say this, he's the face of the RHB 2018 Deepavali ad, Right, okay. very specific. Check it out, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's that that you know TV. Then we have Nanda, uh, Nanda Gopal, who is a graduate of the Taylor's Performing Arts 
uh, program. And then you have Tin Raman, who has also done device theatre. In fact, uh, Ian and Tin were in a show about brown bodies a couple of years ago as well. So just varied experiences, varied POVs and it's uh, my best way to describe this is this is the Hadron Collider. I've chosen <laughs> to smash these atoms together and I'm hoping to create a Big Bang. Okay. And it's it's atoms that shouldn't work. And yet over the past, since we started work in January, it has worked. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see them work together now, when you see them on stage, when you see them play off one another, when you see how comfortable they've gotten with one another, it's been so nice to witness, you know, just as a director to see them all work together. And for you, Ian, you know, um, working in this sort of devised, uh, you know, situation with all these different actors, how has that experience been for you? Um, I would say, firstly, it's very, it's giving me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> is Dinesha causing you a lot of anxiety? Uh, yes. um, this I is all blink about, twice this for help. is all <laughs> about, you know, opening up. Talk, you can tell us, you know, if Dinesha, yeah, sorry, sorry okay. carry on. So, you know, the, the, the nature of device is that, you know, we, we collect stories and we try and see if it works, if it doesn't work. Yeah. So over the last, I think, four or five weeks, the show has changed like 20 times. Right. And it's not, it's not a set show. I mean, we know what's going to be in the show and we are rehearsing those things. But we don't know the order of it, you know. So anything as an actor who I, if it's scripted, I would have my books done like a month before. Yeah. And I'm prepared. But right now, it's, it's, um, it's, I mean, it is the, the nature of device, but it, it's scary mm. um, in a sense. But I think working with all these people from different experiences is, has been very interesting to me. Because, you know, I come, I've been doing theatre for seven, eight years now. And, you know, being a theatre actor is like, oh, yes, beautiful art. You know, <laughs> but these people, um, my cast members, like Dinesha mentioned, some of them are from the commercial side and, and stuff like that. So... They don't. They don't necessarily have that ooh artsy fartsy kind of thing, but the stories that they bring and the way that they want to do things is like, huh? I I would never have thought about that, and it turns out very interesting, you know. Mm. So that collection of experiences and kind of what they see in their mind has been very interesting, and I think it is it is the basis of how the show is formed, actually. Okay. So, um, I, I would, would I be right in saying that, you know, every performance might be slightly different in that sense? You know, there's no... Because there's no fixed sort of... No, I think... There, there, will, be, there, will, there will be. be. There will be. No, no, okay. I, I think it's just because we are in that final space of sure. the show... Uh, finally clicking and finally coming together. Mm-hmm. So by the time, you know, the audiences come and watch the show, okay. the show will be fixed. Okay. Uh, it will be in a particular order. There might be some variations. I think there's one yeah. particular scene where we've decided... Something happens every night. Something something, something different. slightly ah. different happens okay. every night. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's something we've already talked about yeah. and prepared for. Okay. But apart from that, I think the experience an audience goes through will be fixed. Okay. Right. I didn't mean that as a bad thing, you know. I thought that would be really fascinating oh, if yeah, there's something yeah, no, different. But I think you, you know? heard my actor already oh. having anxiety. Right now. <laughs> he cannot. That one all cannot. Okay, all right. Okay, so we won't go there then. Um, yeah. But you've also got, uh, as you mentioned, because there's a lot of different elements, right? So you've also got a wonderful crew working with you, right? Yes. In terms of lighting and sound design. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I'm working for the third time with Shamsul Azar, who goes by Sam. Uh, Sam and I have worked on 
two other shows last year. Mm-hmm. And I think working with Sam has been great because he, he he has a sensibility to sort of understand what I want and what I need before I can even articulate it. <laughs> and I think I appreciated the fact that when I first pitched the, the show to Sam, he said that this story is important. And so therefore he wants to be part of it, okay. despite not necessarily being Indian, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also working for the first time with a sound designer, Kirtana Kohendran, who I have always wanted to work with. You know, I've gone to shows and left it going, oh my God, the sound of the show is amazing. Mm. And then found out she is also wanting to work with us on this show. And she's also been able to play a little with this show because she gets to explore her Indian roots, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So, and I think it's interesting to work with an Indian sound designer because there are certain things, there are certain sounds that are quintessentially brown, yeah. right? And she's been able to sort of like play with that and bring that into the show, which I think it's amazing. Okay, yeah. all right. Sounds amazing, guys. Um, you know, I guess what would you say your hope is uh, for the impact that it will bring to the audience, Ian? I just want them to understand this. Mm. I just want them to come in, watch the show, experience and be like, huh, so this is how it it kind of feels like to be Malaysian and Indian, brown. Um, these, is, these are your experiences. And okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hug. <laughs> <laughs> you want to challenge some stereotypes as well? Are you hoping definitely? For that, I mean, yeah? I, I mean, with understanding comes the questioning, right? Yeah. Then you're gonna. I feel like the audience is gonna come out asking. So does this really happen? Mm. Like, you know, because okay, just just to give you kind kind of like a, an an example, I was talking to someone about you know the whole roadblock, the the the, the police roadblock, right? And then I said, you know, we got stopped because it was five five million men in the car. And they're like, and this uh, this other person uh, is Chinese. And he said, oh, but I don't think you got stopped because, you know, you're, you're Indian. I'm like, no, clearly we, we got stopped because we were five Indian men in the car. Yeah. Obviously, because why else would we have gotten stopped, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then they were like, hmm, okay, because I've never got, gotten stopped before and when, when I was in the, in, in the car with my friends. I'm like, yes, because there's five Chinese men versus five Indian. It, it's very different and, you know, to understand that level of how it feels to be and to question that, do I have a privilege mm. uh, against the, you know, to be uh, against the minority, to be against, yeah, is that whole entire experience of questioning and understanding. Okay. All right. So, okay. So you do hope the audience will, I guess, you know, come and speak to you also, right? Oh, after yes, the play, please, just to come, yes. with that hug as well after. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ask some questions, give a hug. Um, and how about for you, Dinesh? What do you hope the audience will take away? Um, I hope they laugh. I hope they cry. I think these are like primary emotions I hope for within an audience for a show I make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think more than that, I I actually hope that the show um, brings up questions, you know? I, I don't think this is a show where you go back and then you can just sleep it off. I feel like this is a show you go to a mama after that and then you sit and talk about it, mm. right? What were the pieces that resonated? What were the questions you had? Uh, which are experiences you share, right? Yeah. I believe that by making a show about Malaysian Indian men, we get to actually make a Malaysian show. Okay. And I think that is the, the perhaps the true line of the show. I think by making something so specific, we're actually making something a bit more universal to realise that, oh, actually, the Malaysian experience is across the board, mm-hmm. right? It maybe cuts through race. And I think more than that, I hope also that uh, the question I'm the bigger question here is why have we never seen this before? Mm. I think that's the bigger question. I think Ian mentioned earlier about this ensemble existing, right? In Malaysian English theatre, we've never had an ensemble of only brown men. That has never existed, mm-hmm. right? So then the question comes: It took us twenty to get to twenty twenty three for that to happen. Why? 
why has it taken so long and what is the power of putting that in on stage mm-hmm. and so maybe that question as well you mm-hmm. know why have we never seen this before and uh, why uh, how does that then make you feel as an audience member and okay. and i think that is very interesting because when uh, a lot of people are sharing about the show on instagram and all that they always say all brown cast or all indian cast which obviously then you know it is they it's something that they have never seen before it's kind of like uh, oh oh yeah huh? <laughs> That's right. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. which then piques the curiosity as well. Okay, all right. So um, They All Die at the End uh, runs from the 25th to the 28th of May at KLPAX Bantas 2. Performances start at 8.30pm from Thursday to Sunday and there are also additional weekend matinees at 3pm and I believe each performance uh, runs for about 120 minutes with an yes. intermission, right? Okay, and uh, there there is a content warning, right? So it is for mature audiences. You want to yes. just expand on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the, the show is for mature audiences. Uh, make of that what you will. Uh, I mean, we've, we've done shows before where we said mature audiences and parents bring, t- bring teenagers who they feel they can then have a conversation with, you okay. know. Right. But I, the reason why we have a content warning is because the show does go into heavier topics such as sexuality, racism, violence, and all of those things, right. and, so, and even strong language. And so mm-hmm. if you do want to bring your teenage kids, be ready to have a conversation subsequently with them. Uh, hence why we say mature audiences only. Okay, all right, got it. And tickets are priced at 55 ringgit and I think there are 45 ringgit uh, tickets for bulk purchases of four tickets. Uh, if you'd like to purchase your tickets, you can head to cloudjoy.com. Just search for They All Die at the end. That's cloudjoy.com. Uh, and for more information on the performance, you can head to theatresource.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. I was speaking to Dinesha Katigesu, director of They All Die at the end, and Ian Skatu, actor and ensemble member from the play. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.